0: The Spin Off Podcast Network. Tired of diesel buses? Want more cycle lanes? Or bus lanes? Which projects do you want Auckland Transport to work on first? They need your opinion. So head to haveyoursay.at.govt.nz forward slash RLTP to do just that. Consultation closes on 17 June. Get in quick. Am I. This is Gone By Lunchtime, um, otherwise known as the New Zealand edition of What The Fuck Just Happened Today. Uh, special thanks goes out to Simplicity, who are a saver provider, who are now our sponsor. And um, I'm not a financial advisor, but they sound pretty great to me. Have a look at the bottom of any of the politics posts and um, follow the links. And before you know it, everything will be better in your life. Before we get going, Annabelle, Annabelle Lee, you've got a plea to New Zealand.
1: Oh, yeah, just... Just to our politicians, really, just from henceforth, if you could not do anything drastic in the three hours prior to our record of Gone By Lunchtime, that would be really helpful because it's really hard to keep up, especially so if you already have a full-time job where you're having to have a lot of hui and then mm, quickly catch up, mm. hui catch up, so hui, catch 2 PM up. So it's 2pm
0: on Everybody Tuesday. Down t- yeah. Just and we we'll just out. stop, you know. Just, just
1: down tools. Just, everyone go just have, have a, a break. Cup of tea and go and have and have a drink. Down.
0: Take a breather. It's not that important. Yeah,
1: it's only politics.
0: Um, how are you, Ben Thomas? Well, great. Um, um, the campaign has come alive. Can we just get before 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 we kind of burst into all that? I, we also wanted to acknowledge that Ben Thomas, who works for Exceltium, is doing a little bit of work for a party. I've got written down here. It's act Ac- the ACT Party. Est. Yeah, Est. yeah, I'm, I'm doing Est. a little bit of work for ACT um, uh, before the election. So just so that's out there on the table, so um, he will no, not be talking about ACT. but Probably we were not going to be talking about ACT anyway, are we? Because they're on zero point, fuck all of the polls. They don't even have ACT on their um, billboards at Epsom. That's where we're out. With it. So um, do you have anything to say about that, Annabelle? Because Pink can't say anything. Um, no, I don't
1: have anything um, to Good say. luck,
0: David Seymour. Um, once ran over a cat. Uh, okay.
2: there was a there was a fantastic profile piece we was um, in
0: somewhere in the somewhere in the depths of history in the spin off a yeah. year or two ago um, What is going on though what is going on? My goodness me, Ben, can you give us the latest that you 've seen from scrolling through your various social feeds and news headlines with the greens S- so <sighs> Where where we thought
2: we would be about eight days ago is the Greens poised to become the second largest of uh, the second largest party in Parliament, the natural party of opposition, um,
0: maybe maybe
2: <laughs> to over, <laughs> to overtake the dying Labor Party, um, and and come in with their strongest election result yet by consolidating the left behind them. Uh, Instead I think it would be fair to say that the Greens currently face an existential crisis and not one of those fun first year philosophy ones that you talk about in pubs, Uh, more in the sense of they may not exist in seven weeks time.
0: People were saying this about the Labour Party not so long ago. So, you know, I don't know whether whether this is a permanent existential crisis or a James Shaw, the co-leader of the Labour Party, last night. Annabelle was trying to co-leader
1: of the Labour Party. Did I say that? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, there's a prediction for you,
1: politics fans. Um,
0: The 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 co-leader of the Green Party was saying that it was a that, you know, other parties have sailed through bigger controversies. Um but it's obviously a big deal. Just to just to recap very briefly upon what has happened to most recently to the Green Party, which is that two of its sort of, I suppose, old guard MPs, Kennedy Graham and Dave Clendon, went yesterday on Monday to the Green leadership with an ultimatum which was Mitteria Today needed to stand down from the co-leadership of the Green Party, despite the fact that she had already withdrawn from any aspiration to a cabinet post, whether to have been in government after the election. That wasn't enough. They said, no, they wanted her to go. And if she weren't to go, then they were going to quit. Turned out she wasn't willing to go and that the caucus was behind her rather than behind them. And then as of caucus this morning, I think it's fair to say, correct me if I'm wrong, they have stood down from caucus and won't be on the list on the election on September twenty three. I've forgotten what my question was to you after all that, Annabelle. Um, Just the vibe. The vibe. Can you please give us a give us a sense of the vibe?
1: Um, it's a sad way for those two to end their parliamentary careers, isn't it? Because I think they've been there nine years each. Mm. So you know, Green Party stalwarts and men of principle. Unfortunately, I think the way they've gone about it has left them open to criticism, including their decision to stay in Parliament until the election. I think that um, if you had the courage of your convictions and you felt strongly about this issue, mm. that you would probably resign forthwith. Otherwise, you leave yourself open to criticism, that um, that you're not, you know, you're critical of it, but you're not prepared to give up your parliamentary salary that's generated by Green support um, do you to th- do so.
0: Do you think it was an act of sabotage? I mean, the, 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 there was a lot of kind of anger on the part of both young Greens and also some one, at least one staffer who was talking about it being an act of disgruntlement, a sort of painting it as an act of revenge almost for having been bumped down the list, having refused to stand down from the list. Oh. She she claimed, and they've denied
1: I would be surprised if this is motivated by um, by their demotion. However, I think that it's taken them three weeks or so to reach this conclusion mm. isn't very helpful either because in the, in, in the press release that I saw, they said that they didn't think it was appropriate for anyone to lie to a public organisation such yep. as WINS yep. or IRD. If it had been the... The, the vote, the electoral fraud that had broken the camel's back, that I would understand. But the revelation about her um, welfare fraud um, or misleading wins is not a new revelation. So why it's taken three weeks and why you would pull the pin on a week where you would expect in the news cycle for things to start quietening down for the yeah. Greens seems a very unusual thing to do. And obviously very, very damaging for the party because I think their strength through this has been that they've presented a united front and I think that's enhanced Metiria's mm. mana and credibility and their own in terms of this being very much around a discourse of you know how we treat um, be- beneficiaries. So I think they've um, sabotaged that somewhat.
0: It's a good point, um, isn't it, Ben, in that it looked at first glance that... Um, Well, I I thought it to be a bit of a cock-up on the part of the the Green Party's strategic management that they hadn't got full buy-in from every member of the caucus, remembering that every member of the caucus only means 14 human beings, Mm. that they had before Mitulia made the decision. The decision was made for her to do that kind of confessional at, at the AGM. turned out... Kennedy Graham said in his interview with Jane Patterson and RNZ that that they had been in with that, but Mm. the way it had unraveled since, and that they weren't into it, which is is a little odd, because they think she's now not fit to lead a party, but they were apparently in behind that decision. I don't think there's any inconsistency
2: there at all. What what you've first got to look at is you know ruling out what the Greens campaign manager Sarah Helm said, which is that they're disgruntled that they were bumped down the list Mm. during the during the um, ranking process by members. Kennedy Graham was number eight, um,
1: but he had been asked to stand aside, hadn't he? uh,
2: Well, he disputes that. He disputes that. So he was at number eight by any kind of polling that the Greens have had in the last six to nine years. He would be back as an MP without any kinds of problems what you know where there is uncertainty about whether if he was going to be disgruntled about being ranked at number eight, that would only be the result of very changed circumstances. And in fact, we are living in a very different world for the greens right now and in the last week than they were two and a half weeks ago when Matidia first made the announcement and her confession about the welfare fraud, about the accommodation supplement. So what happened last week was uh, on the same on, on Thursday, two new things came to light. First of all, polling, showing that actually even, a ma- I think, it was a majority of Greens supporters didn't agree with Materia's, um, her, her
0: confession. This was the News Hub poll. Slightly tendentiously mean, yeah. worded question, but yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah,
2: look, but but enough to throw a bit of doubt there, but sure. more importantly, uh, new details came to light, um, which ostensibly suggested um, that the address, that, one of the addresses that Materia today was registered at On the electoral roll while she was on the dpb while she was admittedly taking an accommodation supplement that she wasn't entitled to because she was lying about her flatmates was actually a home owned by and lived in by the father of her child now that would have disqualified her from the dpb entirely and would have meant that the 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 fraud was actually greater than we previously suspected her excuse or defence for that was that she didn't actually live there. She was lying and was committing electoral fraud in order to be able to vote for one of her friends. Now, w- whatever you think of her original story uh, and and also the, the new story that she's given and if you believe that new version of events, um, y- you can recognise that that narrative has shifted substantially from the... the you know, the the deprived soul parent who was struggling to feed her kids and scrambling for survival. And it changed you know, And the and the other thing that changed um, was the Labour Party leadership and the, probably the Greens' level of polling support around there. I'm not sure yeah. what the Greens' yeah. polling regularity is. But I, I don't think it's right to say that because they agreed to this truncated or edited version of her story two and a half weeks ago that they can't then come to the conclusion that she's not the right person to lead them into the election and form a government. I mean, timing is everything in politics. Uh, Jacinda Ardern did a, an interview... Um, about her, you know, she was confronted by a lack of achievements in her nine years in Parliament, and she said, yeah, the timing has been bad, she's been in opposition. Well, the timing is very bad for
0: Materia Ture right now. We'll get on to the Jacinda the, um, Reding question in a moment, but um, to Ben's point, Annabelle, about um, the way the story has shifted and expanded a bit in terms of Metiria Ture's um, admission, has it unravelled? I mean there is a sense isn't there that while there were many people um who would not who would who don't wouldn't care to stand in judgment of the uh story about someone's experience when they were trying to make ends meet um on a benefit studying solo parent once it starts op- expanding into questions of however piffling the offense might be a uh, uh, a breach of electoral uh, law effect, then it starts to somehow look more damaging, doesn't
1: it? Well, I mean, I've never met a mum on the DPB who lived a life of luxury and who wasn't struggling to um, feed their children. And likewise, students also struggle. Mm. Um, being a student and on the DPB, I imagine, despite who your mother-in-law or ex-mother-in-law might be, is always going to be a struggle. I think... The greens took a political risk and it and it was one worth taking, but I think they balls up their strategy in that when you open the door to the media when you make a confession like this, you really have to open up the door the whole way and let everything out and mm. front mm. everything. If you just open it halfway then your political editors are going to boot in the door and, and get the rest. So I think, in retrospect, it would have been wise for Matidia to front foot this by meeting with Wins first, by getting an exact mm. amount of how much she had to repay and to start repaying it. To And she may have forgotten about the electoral fraud. It's hardly the crime of the century, in my opinion, on To be honest, I think most New Zealanders are more offended by MPs who stand for electorates and receive a salary representing electorates that they don't live in. But it's still electoral fraud. I think if she had front-footed all of that stuff first and got it all out in the open and be seen to be proactively dealing with it, paying for it, letting it all out there that would have been a much wiser strategy than the situation that we've had over the last couple of weeks of little bits of information um, dripping out and dripping out and, mm. and causing more damage. Mm. So I think it was a, a risk that could have been managed a lot better, but unfortunately it seems like the cart has been put, put before the horse and um, and it, it it has caused some, some damage, but likewise, you know, there's a number of people on the, on the left who feel that, you know, it's a great thing, that it's opened up a conversation that New Zealanders um, haven't been willing to have. And if you look at the media and the coverage, you have to say that they've They've perfectly justified her argument that you know beneficiaries are vilified in this country, and that's what we've seen in terms of the media narrative around her.
0: The whole the whole media narrative, you think, or some? I think I think,
1: think most of it okay. has been pretty um, negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Look, there isn't a sense in which Matidia is the author of her own misfortune. Um, in terms of presentationally, um, I thought the way that she confessed confessed. Originally, was extreme was very good, and very effective. And I, along with some other commentators, totally wrongly predicted this was a was a masterstroke of genius. Um, further disclaimer: I, I got that real wrong. Um, the you know the, this idea that um, you know the, this this idea that you know she I think what did she say being a you know, being subject to these benefit rules makes you a liar and makes you break the rules. And there was this, you know, this this kind of feeling of you know just the you know the kind of dehumanising effect of the system. And I thought that came across really well. Since then, she's been ex- she's she's basically been defiant and base and, and acted with what comes across I think is quite a sense of entitlement about everything she's subsequently done and everything that's subsequently come to light. You know, having fun standing for the Milageli Cardi Serious Party. Um, and I, you know, there was a, an astounding picture um, that Radio New Zealand tweeted of their stand-up with James Shaw, who for some reason has been pushed in to front this uh, rather than Matidia Today.
0: Um, which well, she was, she was in Dunedin last night, to be fair. But but, but yeah. sure,
2: sure. Um, and 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 you know, the United Caucus is standing behind her, very symbolically, sort of their backs up against the wall of the Bowen House Lifts um, in Lambton Key. Uh, surrounded by media, and the only person smiling is Matidia
0: today. Oh, I see. Right. So that, that, um, those are some of the things mm.
1: that I think is interesting, like having fun with McGillicuddy Serious. Like, mm. are people on the DPB not allowed to have fun or not allowed to... Stand for politics? Would we be as upset if she played netball? I'm no, not sure. Look, and the ab- other yeah. the other narrative has been that she has advocated breaking the law. That's not been my read of it. My read is that what she's saying is that um, people do break the law. It's not a good thing. It's not something that they're proud of. But people who are desperate do desperate things, and we need to look at changing the law. Mm rather than telling everybody to go out and, and break the law. But hey, this is a party founded on legalised marijuana, so you know, obeying the law isn't <laughs> necessarily a big part of their playbook anyway.
0: There, um, <clears throat> it set off a lot of things in motion, uh, that AGM speech, uh, one of which was a surge initially in the polls for, for the Greens, so In one of the polls, I think it was the New South Read poll, they went as high as 15%. Um, but... No, was, it, was, it, was that the one used Colman? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It feels like ancient history now. Several years ago, it was a couple of weeks. Um, that led probably almost directly to Labour's uh, slump, which in turn led to Andrew Little talking about quitting, which in turn led to a very fast and efficient uh, defenestration and Jacinda Ardern being promoted to the leader, which in turn led to the dra- the Greens being drained of some of their vote again. I don't know; it's hard to keep up. We'll get on to Jacinda Mania in a moment, but I want to ask first what you guys think it does to the Green vote. There's been whispers about their 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 sort of falling down into the single digits. Do do Labor soak up all of their votes, and in the end, a Labor fine or? does this play into national's critique of the labor green block being a circus and they lose on aggregate overall this is a, a, a foolish game to to guess but guess
2: about about 10 days ago i incorrectly predicted that Labour's challenge in the election was uh, to avoid falling off a cliff face. I think right now the Greens' challenge is to like avoid falling into some kind of pit into the centre of the earth. They, um, they, they, will, they will have immediately lost that uh, post-AGM bump that they got uh, as soon as Jacinda uh, Ardern became the leader of Labour. The next step was to get claw back all of those uh, Greens' votes that uh, Labour had lost since 2008, back when they were polling in the mid-30s. I think that would have come pretty swiftly last week. Um, I th- I think they will really struggle to be more than a six or seven percent party after the election, and if they can't sort out their internal problems, they may not make five percent.
0: Things things have been moving fast though. I mean there, there there will be a there will be a base of green voters who will feel that Mitre Ture has been, if not martyred. Done a very brave thing in terms of taking the hits and um, mm-hmm. having to forego a genuine a genuine ambition of hers, which was to have the social development portfolio. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it won't be so bad. Annabelle, do you think? Do you think that it's going to hurt them, hit them hard in the in the polls?
1: Uh, I would be surprised if the next poll. Um, has seen them grow that fifteen percent will hold on to it. I imagine they will take um, some sort of hit. I spoke to someone today who I thought would be um, sympathetic towards Matidia's plight, and they said to me, "The thing is that um, when it comes to the ballot box, the ballot box is tapu. So I think interestingly, um, the the ballot bo- the um, electoral fraud yeah. um, may hurt her in some quarters." I think in terms of the left-right bloc, I don't see a whole lot of disgruntled Green voters going over to ACT or, <laughs> or, or, National, or National, so I don't yeah. think it will hurt the left-right bloc. But I do think that we'll see um, some of the Green support bleed back over to Labour.
0: What's your take, Ben? I, 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 my suspicion is that there were some people um, who the, the kind of soft key fans who would have been drifting back towards Jacinda Ardern. I mean, I, I feel like they some of the people I've been talking to mm. at school drop-off in my Auckland suburban life, um, but they will now be getting battered with the message that the, the the left on the whole is actually in disarray. And I reckon that they might stick with, 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 with national, I don't know, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've seen over the last week and a half that National doesn't have any clue how to attack Jacinda mm. or try and undermine her. Uh, this Greens' opening is mana from heaven for them, uh, because they can go back to you know the the sinking rowboat in all directions and talking about the the lines they've been using have been chaos on the left, shambles on the left, and and they're not wrong. You know, basically a, a deadweight co-leader for the Greens. You know, who's Essentially, a dead conjoined twin attached to James Shaw that he's got to kind of lug around gosh, now, gosh. Um, and you know <laughs> who can't take part in the next government, um, who is a sitting duck for you know in invasive and difficult media questions, um, and and we've seen Jacinda Ardern has been just ba- basically in, the, in in the nicest <laughs> Jacinda, <laughs> comforting, caring, reassuring way. Absolutely cutting them loose in every one of her media appearances. Yeah, refusing to refusing to engage in those questions. Really, and, and and of course the, the extraordinarily brutal assassination of Matidia Tude's ministerial career on Friday. She's I don't
1: think that it's necessarily that bad for I think if this had happened under Andrew, this would be catastrophic for Labour. <laughs> I'm not convinced that it's that bad a thing. For labor under Jacinda and it's actually now given her a platform to say and she has if you want steady leadership I can provide strong firm but reasonable steady leadership um, through your vote my way so I think in some ways this is actually going to be quite helpful for Jacinda and not necessarily I, uh, I
2: actually agree mm-hmm. I, I think now that once the, the Greens are back established as a minor party rather than a competitor to Labour, I think that actually helps st- the perception of stability on the left a lot. Let's
0: mm-hmm. let's 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 rewind a little into the distant mists of the past. By which I mean last Tuesday, uh, when God, when Jacinda Ardern became the leader of the Labour Party, and now it now seems like she's she's been there for some time. But she had people have been talking Jacinda Mania. People have been getting uh, very excited, perhaps some um, too excited. Um, there has been pom poms distributed in, 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 panic by the Minister of Foreign Affairs of all people. But I, it was quite—it was an amazing week, and it seemed to me there were sort of three, three moments you could probably identify out of it. The first one was that press conference where, which was unanimously lauded, and I think rightly. I don't think anyone could do anything but look at that press conference and go, "Wow, she had them." She was she was sort of strong, direct. Um, and funny, you know. I mean, I, 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 um, because I'm cool, I watched the press conference again and actually noted down the number of laughs in it. There were 14 times the press gallery laughed. Oh, awesome. She named used um, she addressed them by the the journalist by name nine times in that short press conference. And I think one of the one of its advantages for her probably was that they didn't really have much time to think about it. You know what it's like. You just kind of have to get up there and do it. They had they had. I asked asked Jacinda Ardern when I saw her. In a, and the TV3 green room, how long they had, and she, they had sort of less than, a, less, less than an hour to prep for that press conference. Did you see that? And in, they just went, boom, you know, and out it comes. And you either sink or swim, and she, she swam.
2: Did you see that amazing uh, Mikey Sherman piece on Seven Sharp? No, but they, I heard they, about it. Did you tell me about I'm a, that? I'm about a
1: huge Mikey fan. She's a great journalist. No, Apparently no we about it. Katie Allen was telling us oh, when we yeah, were okay. at TV3 the okay, other day. Yeah. yeah. Where they mm-hmm.
2: where they cranked up the mics at the press conference so that they could pick up Grant Robertson, Instructing Doing, Jacinda from behind a line, her, a line, yeah. give, give, giving her lines, which I think she almost uniformly ignored. But um, yeah, right. But it was it was amazing. i right. never.
0: Mikey seen Sherman is quality, right? She, yeah, she she's the business. Seven Sharp yeah. is back. Seven Sharp is on mm-hmm. top of um, uh, She should yeah. be she should be anchoring it with that lovely Tony Street.
1: She should be anchoring um,
0: it. And then the second thing in the week, by my reckoning, was uh, was indeed a television moment, and it was the the AM show and the Mark Richardson thing. And it was when she said, she pointed her finger and said, You. "You." And it was, had a little, there was a little kind of visceral moment there. And it was, it it looked like a bit of anger and it was articulate, but it wasn't really about her. It was about a general point of principle. And I think people, and it ended up getting headlines around the world. And New Zealanders love headlines around the world. Um, I mean, you know, it was everywhere, right? And so that was, that was a, that seemed like a really big human moment in a weird way. And then, and then the third thing was the kind of, if you like, Machiavellian or the kind of political operator point which you've uh, alluded to already, Ben, which was... The gang- gangland killing. The, the gangland killing, where um, a message was sent via Grant Robinson, it sounds sounds like. Uh, I
2: think it was the chief of staff. Under They said that okay. they did it under the Memorandum of Understanding, so it would have been the chief of staff.
0: Um, whoever it was, someone was dispatched down the corridor to tell the Greens that Metiria Today would not be... Having a role in a future Ardern-led <coughs> uh, cabinet, of course, going James Shaw, Shor- and then and then shortly, uh, and, and then and today gave a press conference and she decided not to seek his money. <laughs> and James Shaw said subsequently that they were going to do that anyway. Who knows? Who cares? In a way, it showed. I mean, it showed a sort of decisiveness. You can say ruthlessness, if you like, whatever. And though it felt like to me, like of the week, those three moments, spring- sort of sprinkled out with a whole bunch of pretty strong media appearances gave a kind of, I mean, Flawless is overdoing it, but you could not have hoped for a better debut week, could you, Annabelle? No,
1: no. It was um, an impressive four week. Uh, It was an impressive week. And if she manages to maintain that momentum that vigor and assertiveness with charm throughout the um, throughout the campaign, then she will most certainly be a force to be reckoned with. You had her come on,
0: come on on, on your day. on your show, The Hui, which screens on Sunday mornings on Television Three. Um, how did you? How did how did she strike you in terms of her off camera demeanor? Was 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 she surrounded by advisors? Um, she was there with Calvin Davis, her new deputy. What was the? What she was, was there what with was Calvin the vibe? Davis and Hacker.
1: The, the vibe was relaxed and very optimistic. Yeah, which is something relentlessly important. optimistic. Relent- relentlessly optimistic, which is t- to be honest, not something we see a lot of in our green room yeah. when we're interviewing politicians. But um, no. They are genuinely um, on cloud nine at the moment, those so aren't they?
0: Relentlessly optimistic, Ben. Is that going to is that can that last, or does that that sort of start becoming a bit grating after a little while? It's only got to last seven more weeks.
2: Mm. Yeah, that, uh, six, Yeah,
0: six more, yeah, six, six, six and a
2: half. Hey, six John half, Key managed
1: that. to do it for a whole nine years. Right.
2: Yeah, the, the, we still don't know what the cusp of the special thing we were on ever was um maybe it was Jacinda Ardern can, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was it you, you can write these things out for a long time it was me it was me um, but um yeah it, I, I mean the the way that she dealt with today um was Clark like or John Key like just in its ruthless efficiency, you, you get the feeling that previous Labor leaders of the last eight years would have, you know, gone down the hall for a chat, wanted to talk about this. Jacinda just dispatched a messenger to let today know that her ministerial career was never going to start, um, and then made sure that the media knew about that. Um, and 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 today uh, was on morning report, you know, really disowning the Greens. You know, absolutely pushing them away from where Labor was in terms of their campaigning, and still sounding like you know the the nicest, most approachable, friendly mm. person in politics. She seemed
0: to sort of downgrade the the memorandum memorandum of understanding a bit, if I recall correctly. She yep. said to Morning Report, "Put it on the Morning Report desk and then put her coffee on top of it." Yeah, she said that. <laughs> you know, the, the the memorandum of understanding, all that is 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 just it's just a, an agreement if we're in a position to form a government that will you know, we'll, we'll look into it. <laughs> That's what you and seem then. to be saying. And, of course, the memorandum real standing is more than that. It's an agreement to work together. It's an agreement to alert each other about policy development. No
2: surprises. But no
0: surprises. Yes, it comes to an end on election day. And there was always that risk, which is greater than ever now, that Labour, if strong enough, could go with New Zealand first in a repeat of what year was it? Was it 2005?
2: 2005.
0: Um, where the Greens were all ready to join up and got flushed at the last minute. Um but uh, the issue, I suppose, I wonder about with Jacinda Ardern with the Greens, she's mostly said, I'm not going to talk about that, I'm going to talk about us. And she's also said things like, oh, I don't think, I don't think I'll talk about that. That would be unhelpful. Um, and for now, people are kind of like, oh, okay, fair, fair answer. But that's not a fair answer at all. You, whether things are helpful for you or not is neither here nor there. And the, the kind of lines she's trying to draw about which questions she answers and which ones she doesn't. Will I think start to be tested a bit more, won't they? As we as we as we go on,
2: they will. Uh, people have been testing Winston Peters for the past twenty one years about who, what his plans for post election right. yes. um, coalitions, and he hasn't given any ground over that his two decades. So, I, I I think that if I mean Jacinda's on totally with the right track. She's putting out the messages that she wants to. She's talking about what she wants to talk about. Um, I, I, I still don't think you can fault anything in her performance to date.
1: That's probably something that Andrew wasn't as good as, you know, getting drawn into discussions or arguments that you don't want to yeah. have. That so far she's handled, handled quite masterfully. And, keyish, and, in fact.
2: Uh, and it's something <laughs> the current Prime Minister you know, we saw earlier in the year did get drawn down those blind Mm. alleys of talking about superannuation when he didn't want to and having to make sort of policy announcements seemingly off the cuff. So it's a real skill and it shows that they've got a pretty serious leader right now.
0: It's interesting, I was listening to some of her answers um, on the sort of seven or eight thousand programs she's been on in the last few days and some of them it's interesting to do a kind of experiment in your head and imagine Andrew Little saying exactly the same (laughs) words and it's plausible, most of the answers, that he would say exactly the same words and they would sound so different. They would sound well, soporific. This, they would sound evasive, you know? So, there's
2: this nonsense idea that National are trying to put about that the leader doesn't matter.
0: There was a, there was a, there was a <laughs> line by Stephen Joyce who ran campaigns under the banner Team Key. <laughs> and then Bill English said it's not about personality. Yeah while posing for a selfie putting pineapple on his pizza. Yeah,
2: I mean, of course leadership matters. Labour had billions of dollars worth of social spending for poor people, for old people, for families that they were getting no correctional cut-through on because, for instance, Matidia had a personal story that she could relay relay to audiences. Mm. Um, Jacinda bleeds empathy, (laughs) you know, and, and she's cultivated that brand... Extremely well. She has the highest EQ of any politician in the New Zealand Parliament, uh, you know, since John Key, at the very least, um, and and it really does change the
0: whole game.
1: So, what does it mean in terms of Matidia's leadership if she can't be a minister? Can you lead from the back like that?
0: The notion that um, Shaw has put about is that she could be they were thinking anyway of having one of them uh, <laughs> I think I think it's true actually but it does it does sound a stretch that they were thinking one one co-leader could be the person who was the link to the back bench you know and the link there the to the grassroots beyond well, well,
2: that. Well, Fox uh, um, is not a minister um, and she's a multi Party co-leader. Um, um,
0: but they're t- a two-person person, two, two party, yeah, yeah. to be fair, aren't they? Like, <laughs> they're not a, a formal coalition partner, yeah. partner you would expect. both. But the 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 reality, I would have thought, I mean, whether or not she's got the energy to stay there at all, I would be surprised. I mean, when I say energy, I don't mean in terms of the kind of capability. It's more just the she, she was clearly thinking about quitting before Russell Norman did. She was clearly, she went on that long sabbatical after that as well. And she's, I mean, who could who, who could blame her for it? She was pondering her future, whether or not having had this goal she's had swept away from her, whether she really wants to stay on. I don't know. I'd be surprised. If, if, they, if, they, if they're not in government, you'd, you'd assume that she was there, for, be there for a, maybe for a consolidation period and then move
2: on I, I mean we were talking about the importance of timing um, and for the life of me I can't understand um, why the Greens haven't looked at the example of a week ago and seen how quickly you can turn around a bad situation is this
0: where you do your Chloe Swarbrick booster this is absolutely this the, the beginning bit, of my Chloe, Chloe bit, Swarbrick for okay. leader pitch tihei Modi, <laughs> <laughs> shall we just take a rest you can do you Chloe, Chloe go do Chloe
1: go. it's been all
0: over if, social media if you, if shilling you, for, for Chloe
2: if you look at, um, you know, if you look at the immediate reaction to Jacinda becoming a Labour leader, the the kind of zeitgeisty uptake of these "Let's do it," you know, the campaign of our lives kind of slogans, um, and what you were talking about before, you know, the fact that Jacinda is funny, she's a bit sort of post internet, um, that the you would think that there would never be a better climate heading into a very difficult campaign for the Greens in their current state where they're already looking at, you know, I would think being about between 6 and 8%, um, to get in, basically ride that slipstream, you know, photo ops with Jacinda and Chloe you know, at public events versus Matidia sort of hiding out behind James Shaw and Jacinda sort of, you know, <laughs> you know what, staying what in the car. What
1: ministerial portfolio would you give her, Ben?
2: Uh... Interestingly enough, I have thought about that. I would have thought um, arts, culture, and heritage would be a good pick for her. Um, some of the work that she was doing on what you might call the Auckland <laughs> cultural ecology during the Merrill campaign was pretty interesting.
1: He's put a lot of thought into this. Yep.
0: it's like it's this is the, this is the this is the the mood is sweeping Kingsland and surrounding but suburbs. It's it's a rising movement, and you heard it here first. Um, Annabelle, can I ask you about Calvin Davis, who we haven't mentioned yet? But he's a—it's a—it's a package deal with um, Jacinda Ardern and Calvin Davis. And sometimes I think we overstate the importance of deputies. Mostly people don't care, but we do have a battle now: Bill English plus Paula Bennett versus Jacinda Ardern plus Calvin Davis. And he—he he, his impact is partly his personality. Overall, he's got this sort of a uh, kind of a kind of. Uh, silver fox stubbornness, staunchness thing going on, but also what he does as someone standing in Tete Tokoro in a Māori seat, he 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 could shift the balance a bit or the dynamic a bit in those in those Māori seats. Yeah,
1: definitely, I think so. Yeah, I think he's a good foil for Jacinda in terms of the relentless positivity. Um, we saw him have a little snap on um q and a and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because I think there's a a group of labor supporters that will like to see him calling a spade a spade um he He's an interesting guy because. The first couple of times he ran for parliament, he was one of those guys that almost came across across as sort of rote learned in terms of party policy and pushing the party line. And then, of course, in 2011, I think it was, he slipped out the back door. He got a really low list placing. And he kind of reinvented himself on Twitter almost as this really irreverent, Punchy,
0: a bit devil-may-care as well. Yeah,
1: a little bit devil-may-care. And, um, and he's managed to maintain that when he got back in, yeah. in 2014 Fourteen. when, when um, Shane Jones left and he inherited yeah. his spot on the list. I think Calvin um, will appeal to, obviously, um, Māori, but importantly to perhaps more rural, provincial kind of New Zealanders, Um, But certainly in terms of the Māori seats, um, this uh, strategically was a very good move for Labour because, as I said last time, the narrative for a long time has been that Labour um, disempowers Māori. Um, Māori are still not over the foreshore and seabed despite winning back um, six of the seven Māori seats. Maori um, weren't given great list places. They've never had a Maori in leadership. So I think his promotion is deserved, but it's also strategically very good in terms of enhancing the mana of the Maori candidates in the Maori seats. And I think, again, it will you know probably be hurt, hurt horny. Calvin's um, come up with the line, um, "Quality, not quantity," and I think that's going to resonate with people. It's it's funny. Um, but, but I do think that um, Hone will really struggle to get back into Parliament mm. now despite that deal with the Māori Party and I think too in terms of the Māori Party's other seats um, they will have more of a fight on their hands than what they perhaps did before.
0: You can imagine, can't you, uh, Kelvin Davis going around Waiariki with Tamati Coffee and maybe even Jacinda Ardern yes. for a splash of further celebrity uh, political celebrity Wandering on and Te Ureroa Flavel's seat, which is essential for the Māori Party because they're not going to get five percent of the vote to get over the threshold. That it could be a wipeout. Do you reckon Ben? He's making a I'm not sure face. Labour's
2: been putting out what I think some pretty questionable poll results about Waikiki. I, I don't think that's a, a threat. I think in terms of the party vote, and I think in terms of shoring up um, seats where they are more marginal, Tamaki Makaurau, uh, Tetai Tokoro itself, and um, uh, Haudu, um Yeah, I, I think this will really help Labour. Um, they have had a perception entirely fairly, in my opinion, um, that they that they do throw Maori under the bus, that mm. they do that they do take their Maori MPs for granted. Mm. Um, And actually what we've seen over the past Week is that there was quite a lot of Old white man flab that you could Cut out of Labour without really losing anything
1: Mm. And it was interesting to hear Jacinda say on the hui and the weekend That Labour needed to learn The lessons of foreshore and seabed You know that's a very refreshing cordial that we haven't heard a lot of From Labour so that will resonate With a lot of people Plus
0: the guy who was questioning whether or not the Māori Party Were kaupapa Māori Not that long ago Those seem like they could be Hmm. they could kind of reverberate a bit around those seats yeah let's talk a little bit about the national party who remain the biggest party in new zealand um paula bennett the deputy leader was on the television on the weekend on the nation and asked about jacinda ardern and mentioned, I think her line was that New Zealand wants someone who's got the brains and the substance, and then Lisa Rowan interjected, are you saying that Jacinda Ardern doesn't have the substance? She said, no, 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 I'm just saying that Billings... And, of course, that was immediately turned into a headline about whether or not Jacinda had the brain. And that, that, I mean, I think Paula Bennett was trying to avoid getting into that, but there seems to be, there is a big appetite... In the media, and they will uh, to or wherever to f- for for all that stuff. The, the the kind of radar is on high for anything that is can, can be perceived as an attack on Senator Ardern that is ageist or sexist. Mm-hmm. Or, so yeah. that
2: news hub story initially had the headline: um, Ardern lacks brain. That's right. To. Uh, be Prime Minister to uh, or unite to, un- Zealand, to Unite yeah. New Zealand. And I suspect um, and, someone and made a few by, calls. By the time I clicked <laughs> on the link through to it, the headline had been changed. It was an unfair headline. It was. I don't know, I don't know, know how, how it was, how it was, was changed, changed
0: but, but if I was working for Paul I would I, have been on that. I, phone I would really
2: imagine quite. there would have been a number of extremely urgent um, and very forceful calls <clears> because <throat> National is is... Exerting huge force of will, super alert, to try not yeah, to. they've
0: tied their hands behind their backs. Yeah, the they, side, right?
2: they, they they kind of floated a test balloon up when Jacinda Ardern became deputy in the
0: form of Nikki Kaye. Where
2: Nikki Kay, who you know to her credit, had beat Jacinda twice in Auckland Central, yes. was a minister before her, um, has had a very good parliamentary career, um, took a few swipes at Jacinda. You know, on, on matters that are actually pretty fair, lack of achievement, um, failing to make hits in opposition. None of, none of this was incorrect. Um, and she got slammed by the media, absolutely destroyed. There was a massive backlash, far, I think, probably in excess of what you'd expect from, you know, it was just a, a general debate speech in the House. And those things usually are a bit, a bit like an unfunny comedy roast because it's MPs we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and so I think National got the got the picture from that 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 was not the way to go with Jacinda. They've been basically walking on eggshells for the last ten days, and you know, as we said earlier, the only the only attacks that they've made have been at the shambles and the Green Party and the chances of making a stable coalition
0: on the left. Mm. Mm. Um, and the other issue for National, just to sort of wind this up, um, and. Which, which maybe, maybe something, maybe nothing. Is all the texts, but going, given the way things are going, surely, surely most, surely Bill English's head will be called for. Well, Winston's already called for it. These texts. There are five hundred and something. Four
1: hundred and fifty. Four hundred
0: and fifty texts. Let's not exaggerate. Let's not go crazy. <coughs> well, Only four hundred and fifty texts. Uh,
1: twenty nine the day of and twenty six the day <laughs> there's after. There's texts or at something.
0: one a.m. There's texts everywhere. You can't move for the fucking texts. And these texts are between Bill English and Glennis Dixon, the what's she the, the the kind of head of chief of chief chief of staff, Clutha Southland. She, she was an electorate agent in yeah. the Gore in the, the Gore office. As who as well. was
2: allegedly <laughs> secretly recorded by Todd Barclay yes. and reached an employment settlement with him and is subsc- and is involved in the investigation into Todd Barclay for alleged secret taping.
0: And the problem for Bill English is that he is on the record as saying he wasn't uh, he wasn't up to speed with what was going on with those negotiations, but there there is evidence, because Winston Peters has the metadata of this, uh, that a whole bunch of texts were exchanged around that time. I mean, Bill English is not going to talk about it because there's a police investigation reopened, but it does seem fishy. Look, it was his
2: first term not being the MP for Clutha Southland. He probably wanted updates on the locals. <laughs> Like a and calf show.
1: (laughs) It was probably just like emojis, like sad crying Mm. face, question mark, and then come back with like neutral face, and then.
0: I think they were watching 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 like there was about True Detective two, which was screening. It's like what's going on here? I mean, I don't know. this is nowhere near as good as the first series. (laughs) Slightly
2: more seriously, in terms of an echo of. other reporting around this sort of case in terms of Todd Barclay himself, you know, the sort of sex and drugs innuendo. Um, I th- I think that the media seems to have gone a little bit out of its way to try and make this seem salacious. Do you? Yeah, I, th- I, think, okay. I think, yeah, I think they might have erred on that side. Well, what I do mean,
1: you mean But is that what the reference to about, about 1am in the morning? And Yeah.
2: Um, which it's which, which I think is about a 0% chance a, 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 a of being A case. normal working
0: hour for a politician, it's true. For, for <laughs> Bill, I mean, Bill, yeah. Bill's a dairy farm. It might right? have been
1: so. like pineapple rings or pineapple chunks. And she's like, no pineapple chunks, Bill.
0: <laughs> it's texting everyone asking. Yeah, about, Spaghetti
1: yeah. was sausages? No, Bill, just the plain <laughs> can of spaghetti.
0: Um, the, the, I need to get the <laughs> up. Interestingly, the Labour Party announced this morning that they, or Jacinda Ardern announced, that they wouldn't be asking questions in the House of Bill English on the subject. And I think they said they were just going to steer clear of it, which is kind of interesting, moral high ground sort of stance. Pretty Presumably relentlessly positive. R- relentlessly positively certain that Winston Peters will pick up the slack. <laughs> actually, <really>. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we've got heaps more that we could talk about, and we're going to be um, back talking about it very soon. Um, it just um, all that's left to say, I think, is uh, a formal apology from all of us to Francis Cook of NZME, uh, whose cat was alarmed by the siren noise at the start of the last emergency podcast. Um, we apologise to the cat, it was, it might have even been more than one cat, but however many cats it was, we would like to offer our formal Absolutely. and heartfelt mm. apologies, it won't happen again. Um, thanks to Simplicity, thanks to Ben Thomas, thanks to Annabelle Lee. A whole lot of first names there. Thanks, guys. Uh, Thank thanks you. to Thank Alex, who's on the decks today. Alex,
1: you're still awake. Well done.
0: Kia ora ete iwi. here, podcast manager at the spin off.